folks. Welcome to the Cape Cod Fun Show. My name is Eric Williams, and Greg is here. Hello. It's so nice to have you here, Greg. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Roll into 2019. Happy New Year to you. Very exciting. Same to you. Let's check the Alleport Cape and Islands weather forecast for this big weekend on Cape Cod. Some say January is when the real fun starts on Cape Cod. Looking at Saturday's forecast, a chance of rain after 7 a.m., mostly cloudy, a high near 47, though, and not much of a wind, so that sounds okay. And then for Sunday, sunny with a high near 46, a bit of a wind, maybe gusty, but still not bad for a weekend here on Cape Cod for January 5th and 6th. Let's check those all-important tides. You got to know where the water's going to go. For Saturday, January 5th, we've got a high tide at roughly 11, a little before 11. Then on Sunday, a little bit before noon. That means you have afternoon low tides at low light challenging for uh, shellfisher people out there. But this is the time to get that new license, Greg. Isn't this the year for you with shell fishing? You know, it's funny you mention that because I was just thinking that I have a friend who, um, you know, frequently goes hunting for oysters and i thought wouldn't it be crazy if i actually went with them oyster just to hunting. scope it out see if you well, like it yeah isn't there some kind of a rule that they can have like one person who doesn't or, or does the license holder uh, do you know what the rule is for that or does i it vary? think it goes it varies from town to town right I'm pretty sure sense. in wellfleet where i live uh you can have like your kids out there like sort of helping you but they might frown on another adult without a license. Actually collecting. Actually doing things. Okay. All right. All right. Now, sometimes I'll go out with my fabulous wife, and she uh, acts as the spotter. Ah. So she'll be like, over here. <laughs> you know, and I think that's probably okay, as long okay. as you're not physically removing them all right. all from right. the sea floor. Yeah. So you could go along as a spotter. See if you like it. Yeah. Oh, you'll be tempted to pick them up. I know, Greg. You'll be reaching down. I must. I must. <laughs> so I'll it, just accidentally well, bring a bucket with me. Well, and, uh, sometimes when I'm with my wife, I mean, she gets enthusiastic about it. And yeah. there well, may who, have been cases of picking things up in the past. And I've yeah. said things like, you don't have a license. She's like, big deal. And I'm like, well, you know, the constable, that's, a, that's probably a legal thing with a constable. That's why shellfish constables exist. To say, hey, you, put that oyster down. Well, the, the, the thing that sort of intrigued me or sort of maybe egged me on or whatever was that um, she, like you folks in uh, Wellfleet, just kind of picked them up off the surface. The one time I went shellfishing, I had to rake and it was really rocky. And I, it was so freakishly cold, and it was so horrible. Were you I, going for clams, though? Because clams... No, 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 oysters, but it was Barnstable Harbor, maybe? So they were hidden under the mud somehow? Yeah, or the rock or something. It was so huh. rocky, huh. and it was so hard to rake to get at the oysters, and I was miserably Are you sure someone was pulling your leg and pretending that, like, flat rocks were oysters? I don't or, know. Uh, my my partner out there, you know, the, the guy that knew what he was doing, he was raking away, he was pulling them up, he was pulling a lot of them up. I didn't get a single oyster. Did you get angry at that point and point to your friend and say, 
shuck you? <laughs> did you did you do that to him? Or or he could be, you know, like your wife and find the oysters for me, you know? It's tough not to get involved, though, because it really is fun. And if you get a warm day and a low it. tide, and yep. then yep. there's nothing like cracking some oysters That's why at this night. may be the year. Yeah, we had some uh, over the holiday, cracked them in the sink, and it was just so lovely. So I would urge folks to check it out. It's always fun. So, Greg, big holiday roundup time. I understand you were gifted with the amazing gift of liquidity. Is that true? Absolutely. I uh, One of my favorite gifts, I got some really fabulous gifts like, you know, shirts and stuff like that, which, you know, we all get and we all, you know, covet. Did you get that novelty poncho you wanted with the big question mark on the front of it? No, not this year. And I did not get for probably the uh, 50th, consecutive year I did not get Rock'em Sock'em Robots. You want that every year and no one every gives year, it to you? No one gives it to me. Those old plastic things yeah, where you yeah, hit yeah. them under the chin, the chin pops up and... You knocked my why block Why did you off. just... Yeah, why did you ask for that? Did you ever ask for it expressly or do you expect people to read your mind, your Rock'em Sock'em mind? Yeah, that's true. I haven't asked for it recently. I just assumed because I asked for it when I was like nine. and It's, it's on and, record somewhere? And I never received it <laughs> as a present. I've been totally... It's, 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 right. it's affected my life. Really? You know? Yes, I know something's wrong. Something's deeply <laughs> wrong. So that's why you turned to alcohol. That's right. That's right. This year, my favorite uh, gift was actually a uh, hundred and twenty-five dollars worth of um, gift certificate at one of my favorite liquor stores here in Cape Cod, Moonshine Liquors. Now, is that right here in Hyannis? Is that where that Hyannis is? Hyannis and Harwich. So there's two locations. They now. have a new location in Harwich on um, blah, 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 whatever that road is called. Now, why do you love Moonshine Liquors so much? I think it's just a really funky place. The place in Hyannis, it's it's a small store, and they have all this stuff just crammed in there, and also the different places. Like weird stuff, like look, hard to get crazy. stuff, crafty stuff. What yeah, they? well, I mean, yeah, I don't know, I don't know how hard it is to find, but there's just such a variety there, and the people who work there are really nice. You know, they're 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 they're, they're helpful, and um, it's uh, it's just it's got a nice atmosphere. They're usually listening to some sports talk show on the radio. Sounds good. Uh, on the uh, TV, rather. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the one in Howard isn't bad. So when you're wearing your um, nip utility belt, which is that belt you fashion that holds, what, 37 nips? Oh, yeah. That's where you go to refill them? Yeah, fireball. Yeah, all oh, the time. Geez. Oh, my here God. Here comes the fireball guy. He's oh, got, my God. He's got him hanging from his belt. <laughs> no, but what's unusual here, Greg, you said you get $125 in gift certificates, plural, so more than one party gave you these gift certificates? Yes, yes. My uh, sister and, and um, uh, brother in law so they both know somehow of that i that i like crap yeah i like liquor what can i say you like liquor liquor you're willing sure. to you were on these podcasts now you're telling people about your love of alcohol you know beer okay beer beer sounds better than liquor liquor sounds more hardcore you love liquor i love fireball you know as opposed no, you gotta to say it like this oh i love craft no, beer no. it's like i love fireball man i tell you what i was i was driving all the way to wareham because that dispensary opened and i was throwing nips of fireball out like <laughs> Like breadcrumbs in Hansel and Gretel, man. They could track me. Every like half mile, another nip of fireball went right out the window. And that's the way I roll. You got a problem? No. I didn't think so. Because you were riding shotgun. Yeah. I hear you had something, though, pretty. Or did you... This marked a a departure uh, uh, for me, Christmas-wise. Usually for my wife, uh, I love to get her some jewelry, which is always a minefield. Or, you That's know, nice. sometimes the fallback would be um, 
like a, a nice sweater. I mean, now yeah. it's now that's not having the same effect, but it's always kind of a challenge. But this year, the truck craziness that has overwhelmed my family, basically from my wife and mother-in-law, who are truck crazy people, and eventually forced the issue when we got a pickup truck that's her pickup truck. I mean, I drive a Prius. You know, that's where I stand. I'm a, I'm a regular meek person in a tiny meek mobile. That's what I drive. She's got this monster. You're Toy- talking. You're talking about a real truck. It's, it's a Toyota Tacoma with four doors. I thought you were talking about like a toy or something. Yeah, no, a it's toy not a truck, toy like, truck. Like, no. like a Tonka truck no, or something. This is like a real no, it's, it's, gas guzzling. No, that's right. A re- monster. I, so we didn't buy the truck for Christmas, but. My truck crazy wife, who is just like vroom vroom it, man. Uh, she wanted a particular additional uh, feature on her truck. It's called a back rack. It's kind of like a gun rack. You know those things that are like sort of in the back of the pickup in the bed. Yeah. I, that's the word for it. It's up against the window of the cab, and it's this big wire heavy rack called a back rack. It's made in Canada. Uh, it costs a lot of money, and even the kit that it mounts on costs a lot of money. So Christmas morning, me, a guy who is afraid of tools and will run away from tools, and I always walk <laughs> faster by the hardware store so no one grabs me and brings me in there. Or if I have to go to the hardware store and buy bird seed, they all look at me, and I know what they're thinking. That guy can't handle tools. <laughs> they're, they're just thinking they know, and I'm you like... You just exude I know they, That's yeah, right. I know yeah, they know. Yeah, so yeah. anyway... There's the thing, uh, bags of screws and bolts. And uh, a couple days after Christmas, I couldn't ignore it anymore because what do you do? Send back something that weighs like 200 pounds in the mail? I guess you could the way things are these days. But no, we had to both of us get out there and work together to try to figure out how this giant fence that goes into a truck is mounted with these things. I learned about something called a lock washer. It looks like they're broken, but then you screw them in and they they aren't broken anymore. And they hold, it was it was incredible. But I can report that I had somehow gotten hold of my father's tools, especially his like 1968. Sears Craftsman Ratchet Set. All right. Which I will tell you, man, that thing. I have one of those. Those are amazing. It's so solid. Like, you could just whack and whack. Craftsman. Craftsman was quality. So, I mean, it makes me sad about the recent closing of Sears. I know they sold off the Craftsman brand, but I mean... Like, I'm used to the ratchets you get at the Christmas tree shop, and I love the Christmas tree shop. Don't get me wrong. But, like, sometimes you buy a ratchet set for, like, $3.99, <laughs> and it's got, like, a little sort of almost, like, pumpy, scissory thing, and you're like, and then it just doesn't even torque. You can do it better with your fingers. But this big ratchet set, Greg, I worship at the altar of big ratchet sets now, man. You put that on, and the torque... They are, the, they are the best. They are it the was best. unbelievable, and so you got it. You got it up. You got it connected. It's we there. We got it connected. We put the big thing up there. Get the bolts through that thing, and it is rock solid on the back of that Toyota. I'll okay, tell you what. What do you do with this thing? What do you do with this rack? It's oh, it's well, there, but uh, what does what does it hold? Stuff does it prevent stuff from well, falling out? Your trash, uh, you know. I, you know, her birthday is coming up, and she's asked for a blunderbuss. So I thought I could mount it right there on that rack, or, or you could uh, get like a gun rack going. So I think. 
what it really will be used for is paddle boards and kayaks, which nice. we found out don't really fit in the back of a pickup truck, even though that was one of the points that my wife said we were getting the pickup truck for. You know what Suck, it is? Sucker. So you lean them up over the back rack. It's over the cab. It's secure. Yeah, you can bungee them in. Life is good. But you know what else, Greg? I just feel like for many years, I have been a victim to this truck love all over the Outer Cape and probably Cape Cod wide. You know, I've always been the guy that's been passed by a truck on the highway and they're like and I'm like well I, I'm, I'm alright too I, I I can do things and they all go by and they're strong and individuals and, and they know what the future holds and I've always felt confused about everything and super meek and ineffective and they can, scoff at you they scoff but I'm afraid to drive our pickup truck I've only driven it like four times in the last three months since we got it or whatever because I just I feel like I'm in something I don't belong in I feel like somehow like Merlin the sorcerer will appear before me and say you are not worthy of this truck well that's the problem I went from a Honda Accord to a Honda CRV, which isn't like huge. It's a, it, isn't, it isn't like one of those monster trucks. I've had it for three years. I still cannot park it straight in a parking space. And I've talked to my brother about this, who has the same thing. He can't do the same. He, we are incapable of parking it straight. You start in, you can see the lines, then the lines disappear because you're so high up. And in one of those monster trucks, oh man, how can you? How can you? I mean, you you'll like hit things. You'll oh, run over things, it's and, so and, and, and you won't even know that they're there. And so giant. That that the license plate is actually a zip code. <laughs> That's thank you, thank you, Ed. Uh, oh, oh, oh. That so anyway. Uh, yeah. I guess as I go into the new year, I would like to make a, a, a resolution to try to up my game to the point where I I can drive our pickup truck and feel good about it. And Cape Cape Cod is trucks are so huge on Cape Cod. Oh man, because of the construction, I want, yeah, I because be, of the people not in construction right. that haul that, people that, boats that, that and feel everything. Like you know, yep. they, they, their trucks trucks are huge on Cape Cod. So, and if you could drive one yes. and look cool, right. confident, I know, you know, like it's your truck. Well, and not hit things and drive over things. If indeed I can get to the point where I merit the driver's seat, the next step will be to get one of those Wellfleet tails, which is like a frayed rope end that hangs yes, off yes. the ball, the trailer hitch on the back yes. of the truck and sort of drags along the pavement. Yes. It's kind of like a ponytail. It is. Yeah. And the super cool folks in Wellfleet have those. Yeah. We do live in Wellfleet. Now we got the back rack. Could it be that we could move up to the next level? I think so. Well, I, I think so. Maybe this 2019. I know my wife can handle it. I think you're gonna have to. Yeah, actually, yeah. Get get for get, me. get her to attach the the uh, tail. <sighs> Tough, Greg. Interesting. No, no, no. I'm fascinated by now. This. Speaking of mobility and motion and the way people move around the world, um, you, a man from Dennis. Rarely seen outside of the city limits, except when you come in here to Hyannis to the mother, mothership to work. I understand that over the break you had some time off and you actually voyaged to the Outer Cape. This must be untrue. I know, isn't it? Because usually when I, I you know, as you say, I, I come to work and then I go home and I, I stay at home. I don't go out anywhere. I just stay in the Not house. only do you stay at home, you're constantly looking out the windows for threats. Yeah. Yeah. Like peeling the curtain back. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Wondering what the neighbors are up to if you yeah. hear them, like, park in their driveway. Oh, yeah. Loud music. Or dog. crunching feet outside in the snow. Dogs barking. Oh, you man. Know? That's that's tough. No, it was very exciting. On Christmas Day, we went to 
Truro, not Wellfleet, but just beyond wow. your fine town, all the way to Truro, which actually, you know, really isn't that far. I mean, it's like, what is it, like 45 minutes less to drive from Dennis to... What does it take you to but drive But for you, from? It's, a, it's a lifetime it is, of it worrying is. anxiety. It is, it is. And, and and it's a real... But to break out of that, out of that fear, that was very, very... Um, I'm impressed. I'm very impressed. Very impressive. I, I agree. Anyway, where we went was uh, we went to two places. One was Pilgrim Spring. Is Pilgrim Spring also known as Pilgrim Heights? I believe it's Or is says, Pilgrim Spring part of Pilgrim Heights? So you pulled into the National Park area. Yes, uh, exactly. Located off of Route uh, 6 yes. in North Truro. Yes, yes. Uh, rarely visited place, and uh, it's got two big parking lots. Well, that's the thing. Why do they have such big parking lots? I think it's one of those places they felt would be more popular than it turned out to be. Um, yeah. So those trails there, there's two trails. Uh, and they're little, and they're kind of fun. You might have walked the small swamp trail, had a little boardwalk in it. I don't know if you made it that yeah, far. Yeah, no, we walked. We walked both. We walked one, the, the, the you know the, the boardwalk one, and then we walked the other one, which is sort of on the heights. It has this absolutely gorgeous view of I don't know what it would be the the beach, the marsh. Uh, what would that be? So you're looking toward the ocean. Exactly. You're looking, and, and over you're on a bluff. It part of the like. province land. The southern tier of the province lands, okay, see, which extend see. into North Truro. Okay, see, I don't know. This. Then you're this looking is good. at the wild Atlantic, and there's a marshy area yeah. there with almost like a little rivery thing. Oh, it's gorgeous. And it's almost it's- like a, some like. Uh, Italian painting from the Renaissance, you could put the Mona Lisa right in front of that scene and oh, yeah. she'd look at home. Oh, yeah. yeah that she'd, is a, be, she'd, be, she'd be very happy. That is such a gorgeous, gorgeous spot. And also there, the controversial, perhaps, location of the Pilgrim Spring, um, if you read the first... Uh, yes, tablet or whatever it is there. Yeah, yeah. ...of what happened when the Pilgrims got to Provincetown, uh, well, they were looking for a lot of stuff, and part of it was some fresh water... And supposedly somewhere in that area they slaked their thirst. Yes. For the first time on native water. Oh, for the first time. Okay. I don't know. I, I'm okay. not sure about that. What did I it say on the tablet? I think you're right. I think they were just talking about finding fresh water, which they were very excited about. So it must have been the first fresh water because they couldn't find any fresh water. Oh, they must have been so thirsty. Provincetown. I mean, all that brackish yuck water that they were used to on the. On well, the, they probably had no water left. They were just drinking beer. I bet everyone was drinking beer, even the babies. Because you couldn't trust the water. No, no. It was gross. So imagine that first taste of untainted Cape Cod aquifer. Uh, uh, Delicious and cold. That must have been so glorious. Miles Standish took off all his armor and it was just wallowing in it. He was Oh, uh, he bathed in yes. the, in the uh, fresh water. That was his uh, first bath of the 1600s, I think. I think so, yeah. Oh, He had abstained. Right, uh, right through the entire trip. Didn't, ah. people, didn't people back then just sort of occasionally dab butter on themselves and forget about the, the shower? Is that the way it worked? Or do you know anything they about that? They did not take baths. They didn't. They didn't think it was necessary. Wasn't there a story about Queen Elizabeth? She she should like be sewn into her clothes in the in the the fall, and she'd emerge. And I don't know if that's true. Or not. I guess it could be because people were afraid of water. Maybe with good reason. Right, water somewhere. was dangerous back then. Yeah, yeah. And now yeah. we're enjoying beautiful Cape Cod that's water. True. So that's true. it's so it's so fun. So that's an so oddball so, place so, to so, go. So anyway, there was that. Yes, and it was sort of di- I'd never been there before. And then we drove down. I've been here before. Uh, further down Route Six towards. Um, Provincetown took a right right after the right before or after the um, 
uh, the lake there. Pilgrim Lake. Uh, Thank you. Known as also East Harbor, I think. I'm trying yeah. to remember. But uh, yeah, you come down the hill, you get your first glimpse of Provincetown in the distance. It's beautiful. And yeah. you say like, ooh, yeah, yeah. and it's your next right. Yeah, it is. Yeah. And you probably missed it. But um, if you go down there, you park. It's a cuny little lot. This is High Head Road. And you can walk at the High Head. What? A glorious. So you walked into the dunes? What a glorious Oh, yeah. Place. That's where I picked cranberries out there. No, when you... Okay, so you walk towards High Head. You know, it's duny. It's kind of, you know, scrubby. So you've parked at the National Seashore parking lot. Right you, at you the, saw, end the end of the bike, of trail, the bike trail, which yes. is now under construction. Yes, I noticed that. Yeah, and is is closed, but supposedly will be nice when they open it back up. Now you've parked your car. You're walking on the uh, Jeep road, the sand trail, yes, the fire road, whatever yep. it's called, yep. directly into the dunes, into the province lands, rolling dunes. Right on both sides. If you go straight, you're headed for the Atlantic Ocean. Right. Right. I, I will say that land there is spectacular. Isn't it beautiful? What's really exciting about it to me is if you walk in there and take a right and you're going down into the southern tier of the province lands, which for my money are the most unexplored part of the Outer Cape because it's just these weird sand canyons hmm. and giant dunes hmm. and no one ever goes down there. And there are actually, there seem to be some trails. There were a couple of signs though telling people, you know, maybe not to go down there, but... What if what if what if when you're going towards the Atlantic Ocean you were to take a left? That's where the cranberry bog is, the Great Bog. I was looking it's out up over there. a huge, huge I, sand dune. I was looking out there thinking, I wonder if that's where Eric goes. You gotta go up over this huge dune to your left. You get to the top, you can see every part of the world. People are waving to you from Portugal. And then down in the valley below it, which is a vast valley, there are many bogs, one giant one, a bunch of little ones. And these really kind of interesting sort of outcroppings of trees and vegetation amongst all the sand, which are almost like these little private worlds, like glades that you can get in and just feel like, I don't know, you could live there for a while. No one would ever know. And How you could, could that stuff survive there? I mean, with all that all that sand coming in, I mean, it's, it's like unrelenting. Well, I think back in the day, that was the way the road to Provincetown went behind Pilgrim Lake there. And I imagine it was... A crapshoot to keep any kind of road open. I think the railroad might have gone. No, they had built they built the bridge over the front of the bit. But right, right, right. those are wild lands, and it's just great to have them sort of always changing and yet unchanged by like development or something. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It's always a show. It's always something, and it certainly it, once again as we beat the horse here of loving the seashore. Sometimes not loving having you know federal officials around, but. Yeah. The overwhelming yeah. positive, 98% positive, yeah. are those beautiful open spaces it's just so that special. you were able to go visit, Greg. I'm so proud of Aren't you. Aren't you? I knew when we were out there, I thought, Eric would be so proud of me. It's so nice, man. I mean, because <laughs> it's like, I don't know. To me, the great thing about being sort of semi-poor and living on Cape Cod is harvesting these beautiful free things. Yeah, yeah. And in the wintertime, it's even better because there's no one around. It was desolate. It was cold. It was really, it was really cold out there. But you know, it wasn't it wasn't that bad. It was sort of windy. You know, we get pelted by sand, but so what? You know, it's, it's pain. It's a little pain with the with the beauty. You know, enjoying when it's the all stark yours. Beauty. I've I know a guy who always told me he loves the winter best on Cape Cod. He was a real outdoors. Is yeah. a real outdoorsy guy, and his reasoning was that. All the leaves are off the trees. And so when you're in a mysterious spot, you're seeing everything. 
if there was like an old car chassis like over there a little bit now you can see it yeah. there's no underbrush it's all gone and you can see all the mysteries just poking out a little bit better all is revealed so that's one thing to like about it also hunting season for deer is now over primitive firearm season ended on December 31st to my knowledge that's the end of deer hunters till oh. next year oh see I did not realize that do they allow hunting still in this they do oh yeah I knew they did in um, uh, the pheasant which they used to stock um, down at Marconi area I can't remember yeah, so it's like sometimes you go to one of your favorite spots and you see a couple pickup trucks. And yeah, yeah. I don't want to say yeah. anyone's a hunter when they're not a hunter, but I think they're hunters. Yeah. And that's yeah. okay. Yeah. Well, it's part of the... I mean, know. I've got no problem with that. I mean, I wish I... It's part of the scene. Hey, if we're going to go to a supermarket and pick out like giblets or whatever, I know you're a big giblet man, don't I love, you? I love giblets. You often uh, eat them like sushi, right? The I was Uncooked? Known, I was known as giblets in... Uh, giblets in high school? College, yeah. Oh, in college, yeah, college you were known college. as giblets. Oh, yeah. You had to work your way up? <laughs> Mr. <laughs> Mr. Giblets. Yo, giblets, go get a 12-pack. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I've got no problem with it. I just feel like, you know, I don't want to get mistaken for a deer. That's my problem, yeah. The other night, uh, uh, my fabulous wife and I were up uh, high above Duck Harbor and uh, in Wellfleet. Beautiful place, but there are areas of the trail where you're now in the woods, so we were just kind of singing Christmas songs. Ah, ah. We're bipeds! We're bipeds! <laughs> Don't shoot us. Now, uh, will you be returning? Will you be going to new places? Will you be getting out of your house more now? This, I think, yeah, yeah. This, this is this is the opening. This is the the foray. This is the. It's a new year. This this will be my New Year's resolution. Will be to get out of the house, away from my house. That is a bold and wonderful probably, Cape Cod Fun Show resolution. Probably, probably to the Outer Cape, because I mean, we you know we go to Nickerson State Park a lot. You know, we go you know we stick around the house and walk. Now, Greg. So now I'm talking to the new Greg, and that's very exciting. Um, I am. I'm new. I'm better. I'm it's like different. you've come out of a cocoon of some sort. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a rebirth. Uh, not a rebirth. The rebirth is sort of like the same thing. It's a new birth. So now you're open to new experiences. Now I'm just I'm just curious because this was in the news oh just yesterday I think would these new experiences include polar plunges like we saw at Monument Beach a couple days ago people running into the water and screaming and running back out. Well, that's kind of old hat for me because I, 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 I've actually, I'm, I'm a very, I'm an ardent, you know, polar plunger. I've been doing it for years. Um, there's nothing like whoa, whoa, whoa. running into the water and you're hit with this freakishly cold, like, like, like attack on your face and the rest of your body. Even, even your goosebumps are frozen. It's so cold, but it's so invigorating. And you feel like you're it's like you're a new person Craig you're, and then you run out of the water and you're so cold may I remind the witness and, that he's under oath here and even putting a towel on you will not you're, you're shivering for days afterwards Craig you've never done a polar plunge but the main reason why I stopped polar plunges wait a second you used to do them was 
due to shrinkage. I feel like this is... What? No, the reason why I stopped was severe shrinkage. <laughs> I feel like this is a runaway train of lies that you're projecting <laughs> toward me that are completely fabricated. Yes, it is. And I'm hoping you're talking about shrinkage of your Speedo, the one with the uh, Canadian flag, <laughs> the maple leaf on the front. It shrank. That's yeah. the problem? Yeah, that's it, exactly. Like no. fo foliage dropping the leaves? Okay, yes. A total... A that, that, that was a total lie. Because really, when I go to the beach, particularly the north side beaches, there's like this four or five step like like uh, uh, you know the thing that I go through to get in the water. And this is in August. I have to go and, and I walk in very you know you know slowly and I have to get to my waist and and then I, I kind of dip down a little bit. These people that run in from a from a you know from a uh, you know they just you know these crazy people they just I've covered run in. many polar plunges. I, I mean and, and they just and they just jump into the water. I can't even do that in the summertime. It's not even as as easy as that because a lot of times for these polar plunges it's a high organized activity and some megaphone master is up there saying okay we're here today we're gonna raise some money for this I want to thank Lenny over there I want to and remind afterward to get donuts and so everyone's waiting right they're, they're disrobed and freezing they're standing there it's not like they can just do it they have to wait for the go signal it's insane and 10 minutes of that can go on yeah so yeah. you're you're done before you even get in the water it's awful and then you're so I can't imagine how cold you are I mean seriously I have to in the summer I go to my waist and then I, I, I have to sort of ease in by going on my back and I, I can't just jump in face first into the water I have to it's, it's like this four-step process my headphones are all tangled up in my chair Greg what the hell are you can doing? you carry the show up for a second okay so I'm out there and it's hard it's hard to do so anyway I think ah! what are you doing I tipped over my chair what else do you got Oh, I got millions of things here, Greg. Right. I got millions of things. Bring it on. All right. We have a nice feature coming up in Cape Week uh, this week, the hardworking folks at Cape Week. And it's all about, well, this cold time of year, you need some indoor space to have fun. Mm -hmm. And the Cape is lucky in that we have some bowling facilities that feature bowling, which is hard enough and so much more. That's right, Greg. The Cape features some of the finest bowling experiences you'll ever find. But it's so great that bowling is still around. Uh, bowling's so hard, man. You know, when I first went to a lane and saw what it was like, this was candle pins. The small balls. You get three balls to knock down ten pins. I was like, piece of cake. I can play wiffle ball. I can do this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And almost instantly, it was so hard. And there were gutter balls. It's the it was confusing. But you grew up in Massachusetts, right? So you should actually be, you know, adept I, somewhat. I, at I, maybe I bowled a hundred once. You know, that's like averaging like ten or something. So you have to get a spare or a strike in there somewhere. A strike. I don't know if that ever happens in candle pins. Those damn pins don't want to go down. No. No, so, you, have to, you have to be like one of those 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 like candle pins for cat. Uh, what was the, the the Saturday morning candle pins? There was one show where you had to knock down all the pins, and these guys would come in. They looked like they were gonna fire off a fastball, but they they get it on the alley. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, I remember those. They they were uh, amazing. Uh, yeah. Actually, Mung's grandfather. I know, I know. Was a TV bowler. Yeah, yeah, he was he was like a champion, right? Which was funny because we went and did a story about the Orleans bowling alley and. He dropped his grandfather's name to this, like, two old guys. Yeah. And they were like, 
Oh, yeah. He was a TV they bowler. They knew him? Oh, no. yeah. Wow. So anyone who's like a TV bowler, man. Nice, yeah. So anyway, but it's not just about bowling anymore, Greg. Thank goodness. Yes. Because right. I'm a bad bowler, yeah. and it's nice to have a diversion, yeah, like I great never, food. I never excelled. So the quick rundown would be, we have the Alley Bowling and Barbecue. That's uh, Route 6A in Orleans, and that features barbecue that has been praised far and wide by many of my friends hmm. as delicious barbecue hmm. and uh, it's really made that place a hopping busy place so you can go and bowl you can just go and hang around in the little restaurant bar area and have barbecue you know I guess I'd probably recommend washing your hands before you bowl or vice versa that could be you don't uh, want to get barbecue sauce on the bowling balls well it could make it slippery right or sticky like you go to bowl it wouldn't come out of your hand or it'd come out late and like hit the ceiling and go through those drop tiles and come out another one and the whole ceiling would come down or go into the next alley yeah yeah, that's very improper and then and then they get a strike you know wouldn't that be great well so anyway uh i can vouch for that place that's a good family place i've been to a bunch of birthday parties for kids there that's the alley bowling and barbecue route 6a in orleans now, here's a place that uh, Mung has talked about, the Lanes Bowl and Bistro at Mashpee Commons, hmm. which sounds pretty darn nice. I think it might be Big Balls, which is a whole new yeah, world. I was That was sort of alien to me until we moved to California. and then You, you know, saw some Big Balls? Because they didn't, they didn't have Big Balls here. It was all Little Balls. Yeah. Sometimes there's that weird thing called duck pins, which I think is like some version of smaller. Really? They're not as skinny as candle pins, but they're smaller than big ball pins. Little balls were hard. Those those were hard. Yeah, big big, balls are hard. Big balls, you get them down the alley. You can't even get my fingers in the holes. It's always like, which way does this thing go? (laughs) As long as you can get them near the pins. And it seems dangerous because you're swinging this giant (laughs) ball, like, and you can easily let it go backwards. I'm sure it happens all the time. So that's uh, in Mashpee, Mashpee Commons. Uh, that's the Lanes Bowl and Bistro. And, of course, the big dog, the new one, is the Ryan's Family uh, Amusement, uh, Ryan's 10-Pin Eatery. And that's at the Cape Cod Mall. We have heard a lot of good things about that from Mung and others. And all these places offer food and other diversions as part of the experience. You get to be uh, into January on Cape Cod having a little indoor space to hang around in and have a rib while you bowl a strike sounds pretty good do they still have the guy behind the counter where you bring your shoes up you know the guy guy with the cigar and he sprays your shoes <laughs> after you bring them back Can I have a size 11 there you go and then there was like one and and he he was also the guy that if you wanted like a hamburger or something he would he would cook it up for he, you well he'd also after. spray the burger <laughs> he'd spray he'd the spray burger. the burger and put the bun on top that's just for health reasons I mean you spray it all those guys spray there's everything nothing like, wrong there's nothing opens wrong his mailbox he sprays the mailbox <laughs> Because that's what those guys do. They're clean the freaks. The shoe guys. Totally clean freaks. All right. Well, we're rolling to the end here, Greg. we got to get out of here. I'll remind you that a blues concert takes place at the Cape Cod Museum of Art in Dennis on Sunday featuring Jerry Portnoy, a blues harpist who has worked with Muddy Waters and Eric Clapton. It's kicking off their Sunday afternoon music into the spring. That looks pretty good. Check out Cape yeah. Cod Museum of Art. And then we will leave it at that, Greg, because we are really just ridiculously out of time. That's wild. Well. Just the two of us, too. I want to remind you folks, you're listening to the Cape Cod Fun Show, bringing you fun through the off-season. 
in the most beautiful place on Earth, Cape Cod. My name is Eric Williams. Greg, thank you so much for being here. I love being here. Thank you. All right. Till next time. Till next week. Keep having fun and see you. All right. He steps up to the alley. He's got a rib in one hand. He's got a fireball. Was it? Is that fireball right there? He's got a nip. <laughs> he's drinking. He's eating. He's bowling. It's winter on Cape Cod. You got a problem with that? <laughs>